Welcome to the Real Estate Advocate Podcast, where we unravel the world of property investing, buying, and selling. I'm your host, Ricardo Gutierrez, and thanks for stopping by. Join us as we delve into the expert tips, market trends, and exclusive interviews with industry leaders, empowering you to make informed decisions in the dynamic real estate landscape. Whether you're a seasoned investor or a first-time buyer, get ready to unlock the secrets to success in the realm of bricks and mortar. Let's explore the exciting world of real estate together, from the roots to the roof. I want to express my gratitude to you for stopping by. I hope you find this episode informational and will apply the knowledge I share with you to your own journey in real estate. Now let's get started. The very first step in your journey to buying a house or property can be pretty daunting. You might be asking yourself, where do I go to find a good agent? Whom should I ask for advice? When it comes to finding the right agent for you, our instincts always tell us to just head online, pound the keyboard, do a little bit of research, check Zillow, check Realtor.com, and you'll come across a bunch of five-star reviews from agents who are just fabulous. Instead of doing the easy thing, you might want to think about doing the most effective and the most efficient thing, which is to be intentional with your actions in making your decisions and finding the right agent. So my advice to you is to perhaps talk to your friends who've actually bought and sold properties. Ask them what they think about the agent they worked with. If your friends can't remember that agent's name, that's a red flag. But conversely, if your friends rave about the agent that they worked with, that's a really good start. Once you've gotten a list of three or maybe four agents that your friends and acquaintances have referred you to, here's where you want to set up what I call a meeting of intent. This is going to be a meeting where you interview the agent and the agent's going to want to interview you too. A good agent, a good seasoned agent, will have already sent you a preset list of questions that they want to ask you because they want to get a better feel for you know, what it would be like to work with you. Some agents will just take any assignment that comes on and they have no idea if it's a good fit culturally, if it's a good fit personality-wise. And so if you go that route, you might end up finding yourself in a really awkward position down the line. So you're going to want to set up this meeting to interview them The following are 10 key questions that I think you might find helpful when it comes to the interviewing process. These questions will help you assess the agent's experience, communication style, knowledge of the local market, and dedication to providing you with excellent service throughout the home buying process. Question number one. How many years of experience do you have as a real estate agent? And how many transactions have you successfully closed? A good agent is going to be able to answer that question right away. A newer agent, nothing against newer agents because I was one once too and I painfully remember those days. Um, they're going to be a little bit more hesitant to want to answer that question. They will, but you know, you'll be able to tell the difference between experience between different agents. Question two. 
What neighborhoods or areas do you specialize in? And how familiar are you with the local market trends? Again, a seasoned agent will be able to answer that question fairly easily. Question three, what strategies do you use to help buyers find the right properties and negotiate the best deals? Question four, what is your approach to handling multiple offer situations? Question five, how do you handle potential conflicts of interest when representing both buyers and sellers? That's an interesting question because although it is legal to represent a buyer and a seller, we call that dual agency in real estate talk, it's really not that ethical because in my opinion, representing a buyer and a seller is kind of a conflict of interest because when you're representing a seller, your goal is to get the highest price. When you're representing a buyer, your goal is to get the lowest price. So if you're representing both, how do you meet in the middle where both parties feel like they got the best out of that transaction? So it's a little tricky. And like I said, it's legal, but I don't necessarily think it's all that ethical. Question six. Can you provide references from past clients who were satisfied with your services? That should be a pretty easy question to answer for the agent, um, especially if your friend referred them. Um, you've got that referral plus any other referrals that they have. Usually from their website, it's easy to find. Um, whereas a newer agent might struggle to answer that question, or they may only have a handful of references. Question seven. How will you communicate with me throughout the buying process? And how often can I expect updates? That's a key question because communication is paramount. Um, some folks like text messages. Some folks like phone calls. Some folks like emails. Some folks like a combination of three. Um, but you want to get that squared away at the beginning. Um, they're going to want to ask you that too. So be on the lookout for that question from a really good agent. Question eight, do you work with a team or handle the entire process yourself? Uh, most agents, um, especially the busier they get, they're going to have a really, really good dedicated team that's working behind the scenes that help them look like a star. Um, I remember my first transaction, I pretty much had to do everything on my own, which is super stressful. Um, there's a, a position called a transaction coordinator that handles all the paperwork in the background. They make sure all of the contracts are um, filled out correctly. All the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. And um, when you're doing it all yourself, it just kind of ties you up and doesn't allow you to focus on your client. Um, whereas having a team behind you makes you shine. Question nine. Can you explain the typical timeline and steps involved in the home buying process? Um, a typical escrow will last 30 days standard, um, although they can be shorter if it's a cash purchase, or they could be longer depending on the needs of the buyer and the seller. Um, usually that's negotiated up front before you even open up escrow. Um, so that's a good question to, to ask your agent, um, and it should be a fairly straightforward answer. And question 10, 
what are your commission rates and any additional fees buyers should be aware of. And that's kind of geared more towards sellers, but in this market today, um, folks are getting creative and there could be situations where to get a offer accepted, um, the buyer may take on the commission that um, usually the seller pays because the seller usually pays for both commissions, for the listing agent and for the buyer's agent. But um, we'll talk about that in a, a future episode. But I hope you found these 10 questions helpful as you begin your journey. That's it for now. And until next time, I'm Ricardo Gutierrez, the Real Estate Advocate. Thank you.